All right, welcome back to the Ford Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Armstrong. My guest this week, Larissa Connors. Not her typical guest here on the Forward. However, she is such a badass, and the way she smoked all these uh, other gals and a whole lot of dudes at this year's Leadville 100 mountain bike race, we just had to have her. And then the energy that she brings to life, to her sport, to her kids, by the way, she's a full-time teacher. So one of the best mountain bikers in the world and teaches (laughs) full-time. Go figure that out. I had to talk to this girl and it was, I had heard she had crazy energy and was, was, uh, always ready. But this was, this was something that, uh, that I didn't see coming. But before we get to Larissa, I just want to say right quick, a decade is a long time. We all know that it's 10 years and imagine being an athlete and competing in something or being a team and competing against another team and not having beaten your biggest rival for a decade. It's not good. Well, my son, as I say every week, because I love to talk about Luke and brag about Luke and brag about his team, plays for the Westlake High, Shaps here and, and just outside of Austin. Their main rival is the Lake Travis Cavaliers. And we haven't beaten Lake Travis in 10 years. That ended last Friday night. Lake Travis won the state championships last year. Big rivalry. This was a home game. So proud of Luke and his entire team for for breaking a 10-year-old losing streak. Played great. Tight game, by the way. This wasn't a blowout. They, They pushed us, but I've never seen Luke so emotional about a football game. Congratulations, chaps. Also, uh, spent last Sunday up in Fort Worth at our Mellow Johnny's location up there. Been two years. Been an amazing run. Business is cranking. That part of Fort Worth, that part of the city is is booming. Crawford Edwards, our partner in that property, is is a, is a, is a great friend and a great partner. Thanks to everybody for showing up. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy, Larissa. If, if she's, she's full of She's full of energy, so if you want somebody to sit there and sing you uh, bedtime stories and bedtime songs, tune out of this one. She rocks. So thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Marissa Connors, thanks for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. Are you ready for the Aspen 50? No, I'm definitely not ready. That's a bunch of BS. <laughs> I'm so stoked. Are you? I'm so stoked. You rode part <laughs> of the course today? I rode the Rim Trail, and I rode Government Trail, and it was the best day of my life. I met everyone in Aspen, and I told them it was the best day of my life. Wow. That's a lot to, <laughs> to do in a day. Yeah. To meet everybody in, a, in this town, which is still pretty crowded, and, and, to, and to make it the best day of your life. No, don't tell your husband that you had it without him. Oh, no. He knows. Oh. Because pretty much there's been a lot of best days in my life, especially after our wedding. Life keeps getting better. That's a good lesson. How is that possible? Well, you're, you're, you know, you're kicking ass, and so life does get better when you're kicking ass. I'm talking to Lance Armstrong right now, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> there, there, is, uh, there are probably some people in the world giving a little eye roll emoji right now. Um, yeah, well, they can. I'll be, I'll be appropriate. Yeah. See, this is, so, and this is where we get to the point where, where why, why I find your story, and for the listener at home who may not know your story, I find it so fascinating uh, that you're a full-time teacher. Heck yeah. <laughs> and for somebody who could barely get out of high school, it's, that's, that's just a crazy thought. So you're a full-time teacher and a professional athlete, professional cyclist, just won the Leadville 100 uh, last month. Yeah, basically. And, <laughs> and trying to, to, to juggle all of that. I don't know how, how you do that. Well, I mean, obviously you have the summers off, so that helps a little. But, yeah, but for, from September to May, how do you train? 
Well, see, being a high school teacher is the best job ever because I get out of school at 3 o'clock every day, so I can train in the daylight, and then I don't train too much because I have to teach. And also, I have a lot of energy, and so having to teach in the morning really just, like, helps take care of all that energy, and then I can sleep at night. Yeah. I did, the energy thing, I didn't catch on to until just now when you said that. I know, right? Because you only told me to stop talking, like, 50 times before yeah. I started For this. the listener at home... <laughs> We said we had some amazing conversation. There was about 10 start and stops on this amazing conversation. Great questions, great answers. I was like, Larissa, stop talking. We have to hit record before you talk. <laughs> and, but, but your energy is, uh, it, it precedes the reputation of that precedes you. Oh, God. Yeah, Josh Colley told me about it, <laughs> Pam Alexander. And it, I mean, it, 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 and they, they, didn't, uh, they didn't disappoint. Oh, that's embarrassing. So when you, because like I can't, I have to train in the morning. Like I can't, if it gets past 10 o'clock, it doesn't happen. Dude, you just make it work. No, I ride to school every day. So I wake up at five and then I ride for an hour and then I teach for five hours or six or whatever. And then I ride home. And then I'm stuck at school with no car. So I only have one option, ride your bike home. But you make that a little longer. Oh yeah. Then I like do my intervals or like go exploring or Right. Oh, no, I coach the high school kids. This is why I was fast this year is because I coached the Laguna Beach High School mountain bike team. Wow. Those boys are really fast and girls and girl. There's two girls. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you had kids. I mean, it's different, I guess, if you coach the team. Obviously, they ride. But are there kids in your class that ride? I have one student who's so fast. Yeah. He's real good. Faster and than this you? Is, mm, not yet. But this is the first year of Louie. He's really fast. He's a freshman. This is the first year I've had a student who is a legit mountain bike racer, so that's really exciting. But I don't coach this team at my school. I coach the team at a different school. Yeah. <laughs> what if, so yet. going back to the 50, because I told, I told my, uh, my good friend and neighbor and stage's landlord, Pam Alexander, when we were texting about you coming to the Aspen 50, the We Do Aspen 50, I said... Uh, no, she asked me, she said, Larissa wants to know who, what other fast girls are coming. Yeah. And I said, Pam, I said, no, first of all, I don't know. But most importantly, she should just try to beat all the dudes. Did she tell you that? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what you, I want to do. Yes, you should do that. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, you just, it's TJ Eisenhart and Keegan Swerble. Yeah, dude, TJ Eisenhart sounds like such a fun guy. I might just hang out with him all day tomorrow. Wow. If I can keep up. If you can keep up. He's, <laughs> he he's... likes sticking his tongue out. So do I. Really? Yeah, he seems like the kind of person who likes to talk when he races. So do I. I think he talks a lot when he races. Yeah, I think he talks a lot a anyways. Time. We're going to have a great time. Are it's you staying for the after party? Or do you have to go back and work? <sighs> I have to fly you have, home. You have to work. What time's the after party? Uh, five o'clock. Uh, you know, if I miss my flight, I could call in sick. Oh, no, don't yeah. put this on the internet. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what is, because you've ridden, or you've raced, oh, obviously you've ridden, but you've raced, well, no, actually, you know what, back up. I do have a question about this, because I've always wondered, like professional mountain bikers, what percentage of their training is done on the road, and what percentage is done on the dirt? Oh, well, dang, that's a hard question. In the, in the school year, I'm riding my road bike to school every day. Right. And then I ride my mountain bike on the weekends. But in the summer, I just live in a van and I only ride my mountain bike. So it's pretty split. Yeah. I had heard that a lot of the top level mountain bikers do most of their specific training on a road bike. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them do. But it's actually kind of cool to like do your intervals uphill on your mountain bike and then you go down single track in between because then your body is just like totally taxed at the top of the interval. And then you have to like use your tired mind to get down technical single track and then do it over again. And it's a great way to train your brain. Mm. So it's good to do it on your mountain bike too, huh. your intervals and the workouts. And I the only, I tell you, if I had to choose, it uh, depends, of course, where you live or where you are, what the trails are like. But for me, summers in Colorado I mean I would I would never touch my road bike if I didn't have to yeah oh yeah this I'd, was the best summer of my life I yeah. didn't touch my road bike once I didn't even take it with me wait the best summer of your life followed by today the best day of your life I know can you believe it <laughs> and tomorrow is probably gonna be better wow I can't even imagine how it could not be better I love that <laughs> I might do two laps of the course 
Uh, <laughs> talk to me at like mile 48. I don't know. It's a hard course. I thought it was only 46 miles long. Oh, is that true? I should know these things. Yeah, I know. It's okay, your the, race. Well, it's my Dang, it's my vision. Son. It's my vision. And I, okay. I and I cobbled You did it. say you had a hard time getting out of high school. Math is hard. No, I'm I'm good with math. <laughs> okay. Um, but English whatever. It doesn't that leads matter. It doesn't to matter. My question, what okay. was your favorite class in high school? Uh track and cross country. God damn it. I knew you were going to say PE. <laughs> no, I just couldn't. I just I was I was a professional triathlete from the age of fifteen. Yeah, so I was yeah. I was a little like you. Like I would it was easier because I could I went to morning swim practice with the swim team and then I went to school and then we had track or cross country. So I got two of the three out of the way as part of, you know, really kind of part of school. And then I would just figure out a time to ride. And then I would ride longers on the week on the weekends. That's pretty And rad. I but I didn't care about school. I was like, I'm this sounds terrible. So anybody listening, young kid in school, do not listen to me. Look at all this dumb shit I've done in my life. But um, I, I, could, I was like, I'm a professional athlete at 15 years old. All my buddies are working like at Stocking at Toys R Us or the grocery store. And I'm, you know, I'm off to Bermuda this weekend for a race against Mark Allen and Mike Pig and Scott Tenley. And I can't sit here and think about math. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a struggle. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. That'd be hard. Okay. All right. You get a free pass. Yeah, right. I'll pass on this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, well, anyways, but just before I forget, you're, you're not going to want to do two laps of this course. This is hard. Dude, that sounds like a challenge. You don't have the time. You'll miss if your flight. If my plane doesn't leave till like 7 p.m. You'll miss your flight. Why don't we start this thing at 7 a.m.? Because it's cold. Yeah, I know, but then I'd have time. Ugh. I thought the late start was nice. Now I'm regretting that. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. You just go out there and beat the boys. Okay, I'll, I'll do TJ, my best. TJ Eisenhart's coming over tonight. I'm going to tell him that you are going to kick his ass. No, no. We need to sabotage him so he'll go slow so I can beat him. Well, I'll bust out some Lanceritas. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll just jam him. him down his throat. And that Keegan Swirball guy, get yeah. him drunk. Is he old enough to drink? Yeah, I think by now he is. Okay, yeah. But I'm not totally yeah. sure. Let's get him drunk. Let's do it. Oh, this is going to be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> hey, how epic, not epic, how, um, how, because to me, Leadville is, is just, cha I mean, I was, I did it in 2008, I did it in 2009, and it's just, and then I've been over there crewing for friends for years, and it's just grown and grown, and it's like, it's, it's so big now. It must have been crazy winning that shit. Well, so I still kind of can't believe that it happened and that it was real, but also, I didn't really choose to do Leadville. My husband designed this amazing bike, and then he said, we're going to launch it at Leadville. You should race Leadville. And then I was like, okay, whatever. I'll change my whole life's plan to do endurance racing. Wait, so he you makes can... bikes? or what? Do you... wait, wait, back He's up. an engineer. Well, where's the, what, what's the bike called? It's a felt edict. So he, what did he do to the bike? He is the design engineer. Like, he works for he felt? He took this old felt edict and he made all these improvements on it to make it super, super fast and super stiff and super plush descending. And he made the most amazing lightest bike ever. And then he was like, we're going to launch it at Leadville. And then I thought that was a great idea. So I trained for Leadville. And then the bike was so good that, I mean, it was just like a fairy tale story. Like, bike wins Leadville. And they didn't even decide to launch it until October now. So... Huh. So I'm talking about this bike right now. How light are I'm we not talking? supposed to be talking about oh, it. Oh, you're not? Oh, but it's okay. The cat's out of the bag. It's you in the Leadville pictures. You just won Leadville on it. What do you mean the cat? <laughs> of course the cat's out of the bag. It gets launched next month. That's soon enough, right? Yeah. How light are we okay. talking? Okay, it's like 20 pounds. That's light. Yeah, it's so good. By the way, the the first year I won the tour in 99, my track with Mavic wheels and like uh, Chinelli stem, whatever the parts were, was... 21 or 22 pounds. What? Yep. That's heavier than my mountain bike. Of that's what, that's, that's, a, that's my point. I have 110 millimeters of travel in the front. Yep. How wow. crazy is that? Wow. And bikes are going to keep getting better. They're going to keep getting better, but they're not going to keep getting lighter. Probably rightfully so, or, or uh, that's probably better that they don't. They're going to keep them at 14 pounds. How are they going to get better than they are right now? I don't even, I can't comprehend it. It's like infinity. Dude. <laughs> think about it that's like saying that you know i mean you go back and look 20 years ago 40 years ago, of course they're gonna they're gonna how though 
This bike is they so good. They said that 20 years good. ago. This bike is so good. Mm. Locked out is You're like a that. road bike. What? Yeah, I believe it's like a road. They're supposed to feel like a road bike. And yeah. for that, and for Leadville, you know what? Time out for a second. For the list, because a lot of these listeners, most of these listeners don't follow cycling. So the Leadville 100 is a super hard 100 mile mountain bike race. Um, no, it's 104. Okay. It's 104. You, you got a it's distances a down. Yeah. Numbers wow. are important, man. Um, says the math teacher. Algebra but teacher. So, and I did the race in 2008. I got second to Dave Weens. And by the way, I got a text from Dave Weens today, Bulch. He can't, his son is, is uh, racing his first mountain bike race for Fort Lewis. So he can't, he can't come tomorrow. Ooh, go Fort Lewis. I know. Um, and so uh, I was second in 2008 and then I came back and won in 2009. And, but it's super hard. Like it's, a, it's first of all, the, the lowest elevation of the day, the town is 10,000 feet. So just think about that. If you, if you think Denver's high, it's twice as high as Denver. And then you have in total probably 10,000 vert, I think. Uh, high, I think it was like 12. 12. And then the highest point is uh, Columbine, which is 12,400. 13.5. No, you're right. 12.5. 12.5. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it's just, and it's, and you know, the, I tell you what, the thing I love the most about I want to hear what you think about this. The thing I love the most about Leadville is that it's an out and back. So you see everybody, like people, if you're competing, you see who's close to you or who you're close to. And then if you're, you know, you see the guy that's in last place. You get to say, what's up to him? Yeah. I love that camaraderie there. Oh, yeah. The whole way down Columbine, I was just screaming at all the people, good job, the whole way down Columbine. It was like a party. That's so weird because when I did it, I said, get the fuck out of my way. Oh, no, they were already moved because they could hear me coming I'm, from I'm, a mile I'm, I'm away. I'm kind of kidding. Kind of not. Oh. Yeah, see, I believe I it. wouldn't, I w yeah, <laughs> not, but I wouldn't say that now. That's the thing. Well, if you're the first guy, they don't know you're coming. But there was like maybe three guys ahead of me. Okay, that's a lie. There was like 15 guys ahead of me. So they knew people were coming. But also, I was hooting and hollering the whole way down. So they knew I was coming. Yeah. There was no confusing that someone was coming down the trail. And they probably thought I was crazy. So they got out of the way. And is this story true? Pam, again, I'm talking about Pam again, my neighbor here in Aspen, my landlord for Stages. For those of you who listen to Stages, you'll know that the Airstream studio was set up in Pam Alexander's driveway. That doesn't mean come hang out next summer because it's easy to find, but I'm just telling you she's my landlord. And you can come <laughs> hang out if you want. But she, she texted me the week before Leadville, and she said, hey, Larissa's in like, you know, some the, corral. They call the corrals, like your starting order, like way back. Is there anything you can do? Is this true they had you like way in like corral? Oh, yeah. I was in purple. What's that one? Purple? purple? How, how I many don't even know. It's the ghetto. It's the ghetto of the corrals. So 2,000 riders, you would have been number... Uh, 1,800. No. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even look. It was depressing. And then you, I went you and know, did... you, you do know you couldn't have gotten around. You never, you never get around 1,800 people. Oh, I know. You don't get around 1,000 people. I know. That's, why I, that's how I met Josh Colley is because I went and did his race in Tahoe, Tahoe Trail 100, right. to try to improve my start corral because yep. it was so bad at first. That's who I texted. I texted Josh. I was like, you got to, what's up? And he's like, oh, only, she just won our race. Yeah, they put me in silver. Still not very good. Oh, really? It's second, not Yeah, first. but there you can get around. Yeah, it would have been fine. <laughs> Just embarrassing. <laughs> You're talking about start times. That's a, that's a miserable start time. Oh no, that was nothing. Before it's Leadville, at like six. No, it's like six thirty, isn't Ugh, it? Whatever. That's too early. Before Leadville, I did the Telluride 100. That starts at six a.m. Yeah. I did not plan on doing that race. I had the hardest training week, and then Friday I signed up for that race, and then Friday night I went to bed at like ten and woke up at four to do that race. That was miserable. Hmm. That was bad. By the way, my fiance Anna Hansen wanted wanted to make sure that you know that she has done Leadville three times. Yeah, she's a badass. And yeah. I heard you told her she's just a finisher, not a winner. That's um, just cold. I don't know if that was the exact quote, but uh And she's uh, still marrying you? <laughs> Dang. It, I, it was I wasn't trying to be uh mean about it. I, you know, she it, she would admit that, but I guess when it comes out of your mouth and they it, yeah, it didn't go over. She just everyone who finishes Leadville is a winner. Look, right before Good job, I, Leadville finishers. Right, right before I was walking over here, she she was she said, but just remember, I'm a finisher, not a winner. A three time finisher. That's badass. She better come back next year. 
She's done, uh, yeah, she, she's done, I think, 10 hours one year. But what, the first year we were sort of dating, and, and that was the year in 2008 I got second, and she was there uh, riding as well. So, and it was, this relationship was new. And you got to see her going down Columbine? Uh, well, I would have, but I don't, yeah, that was, it was a long time ago. But yeah, I guess I did. But th- <laughs> that's not my story. So I'm sitting here just in full-on kiss-ass mode, and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? And I've never done this in my life. I said, I'm going to, me and my manager, Mark Higgins, I said, Higgs, let's go out. Let's go out at like mile 90, and we'll set up, and we'll have some lawn chairs, and we'll have a cooler, and some music, and we'll, you know, we'll bring some Coca-Colas, and some Red Bulls, some water, whatever she Aww. needs. Had it all set up. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, oh. Okay, and finally, you know, we sat there for a while, sat there for a while, and I'm like, finally, I'm like, oh, here she comes. So I stand up, and I'm like, hey, go, Anna, go, Anna, you know, thinking she's going to stop and have a Coke and talk, and, you know, I'm going to get credit. She rode right by Boom. you. Waves <gasps> straight by. Cold. I looked at Higgs. I was wow. like, are you shitting me? <laughs> we just sat out here for an hour, and I was going to get all these points for this cooler setup? And she just went, boom. <laughs> That's cold. But she was right on the limit of the, you know, you're only the an official finisher. No, only an official finisher if you're under 12 hours. And oh. she was right on that cut line. And she was like, nah. I'm going to finish this thing in 12 hours. Yeah, so she, yeah. and she did. That's rad. Yeah, so she just. Yeah, just take your cooler to the finish line. I did, I did, I did. But, and she saw away. me. I mean, I got, par- I got, I got credit. Yeah, now she knows. <laughs> She's going to hear this. Now she knows. Yeah. She listens to all these. <laughs> <laughs> and is it true that you never ridden a hundred miles on the dirt until June? Yeah. So my first hundred mile race was the Lutzen 99er. That was my first. But you'd ridden a hundred on the road. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. And then I did this other race in May, the Belgian waffle ride. Oh, you yeah. should come do that. Yeah. It's really fun. They, they feed you to, waffles twice. Yeah. They tried to get me to come. They had some conflict this year. It's in May, right? Yeah. Come do it next year. I had some. What was our deal, Polchka? We were doing something that day. We almost. I don't remember. I, ha- I had a conflict. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but this year you're going to do it. It's the best it's ride like, it's, ever. It's long, though. It's 140 It was miles. 140, yeah. yeah and it had I'm like 13,000 feet of climbing. No, no, I'm not. Where's the sea level? I will not be doing that. Wait, no, but it's awesome. They feed you cookies. They feed you waffles. They feed you waffles with ice cream. Yeah, so, okay, so I did that race. That was like partial dirt, partial pavement. But then I'd never ridden 100 miles on my mountain bike. I think I'd only done like 50 before this summer. And then I did the Lutzen 99er in Wisconsin, where is that? Minnesota. That was my first 100-mile race. Before, I was like, people who do 100-mile races are kind of nutty. They have something wrong with them. I'll wait to do that until I'm old. And then all of a sudden, I've done like 400-milers in one summer. That means I'm old. (laughs) Homie, my birthday's Monday. I can tell you who's old. (laughs) Yeah, but you're like in your 40s. You're not old. 46. Yeah, I know. That's young. I have have, have, a... my race number for the 50 is, is 46. Yeah. and It's the, always going to be on my birthday weekend. Yeah. So I guess every next year I'll be 47. And let me tell you something. For those people who want to come to the Aspen 50, you should come sooner than later. But when I turn 50, for the oh. Aspen 50, because I had my 40th birthday party here, which was a total fucking blowout. I mean, it was oh. crazy. So I, the, I just now, I just got this idea. That's amazing. Is the, the 50th birthday... My 50th at the Aspen 50, is, and I'll be number 50, is going to be crazy. Is that why it's only like 46 miles? No, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, look at you. Look at the big brain over here. Wow. Okay. Next year it'll be 47. We're easing our way up. Yeah. Because I can, I can, yeah, you can find a little out and back somewhere so people can see each other and say nice things, and we can add a mile every year. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Did you think government trail was, it's technical. Oh, man, it was slippery. I'm a little worried about some of these folks that are going to be in the sixth or seventh hour on that. Yeah, they're going to be tired. It's slippery. It's There's some river crossings. They're rivers by California standards. I walk those. Oh, they're real fun, though. But it's slippery. It's going to be dicey out there. Where did you grow up? In Santa Rosa. Oh, you did? Which is like now a cycling mecca. It is. Yeah. It's the best town ever. I want to move everything, back. Why, why is everything the best? Am I like the best dude ever? Is uh, this the best house ever? Is no, this the, I'm going to be a good kid and say my husband's the right. best dude ever. But everything's the best huh? ever. What, what, this did, is a pretty rad house. Did you take house. something before you came in here? No, this is how you have to live life. I love this. This week, I had the best time teaching algebra. I had the best class ever on Friday. 
I think my kids thought I was on something, though. Because I was having a really good time. I'm with your kids. Yeah. And then I gave Reggie Miller a, a middle school headache. you got to get Reggie Miller on this podcast. Yeah, he'd be great. He is such a fan of mountain biking. Yeah, he's really Did gotten Did you know? He has gotten into riding. we got to get him to come do the Aspen 50. He can't do that. No, he would love it. He'd love the start. He'd love the after party. Oh, no, he could do it. I know it. I've really? ridden with him. Huh. He's tall, but he's good. And what grade is it you teach? I teach freshmen. Freshmen. Yeah, the little like 13 and 14-year-old awkward kids. <laughs> it's the best. I'm trying to find this. I was reading some of your... You have these... You journal. I don't know what you blog or journal. You, you do a weekly update on your website, larissaconnors.com. Oh, yeah. One R, two S's, two N's, one R, S.com. Well, that was a really confusing way to spell stuff. Well, how many people use Larissa two R's? Oh, that's true. Sometimes, yeah. And one S. Two R's, one S. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's one R, two L A R I S S A C O N N O R S dot com. But you, you, you blog or journal every week. Well, yeah, I used to write a lot more. But I think the most, the nicest thing people ever say is that they read my blog. Because when I started writing, someone said, a lot of people have a lot to say about very little and then I was like, wow, this has got to be interesting if people are going to read it. And then people tell me it's inspiring. How cool is that? Well, you, dude, do that. <laughs> I'm a dude. I mean, uh, and this is the, the, this is, I just found it. I'm going to get to it in a second. But, but getting up that early, riding to school, doing all that, man. Oh, no, it used to be worse. I used to have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm. This is heaven, waking up at 5. Are you kidding and my bike commute is the best bike commute. It's like all bike paths. You know, of course it's the best. Oh, well, you come to Orange County and you do it. You'll see. It's the best bike commute. I'm in this canyon. It's beautiful. The sun is coming up. And then I'm on this bike path. I never have to cross the road. No stoplights. It's a perfect hour. It's all downhill so I don't get sweaty. It's never cold in Orange County. It's the best. Yeah. We just need some more aspen trees. Listen to music. Um, no, not on the way to school. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm still asleep. I've been riding more with music. I don't know. I don't know. I always thought I would, I always thought that was not a good idea. Yeah, you're not like overstimulated? Well, and just hearing, listen, if you're on the road listening for cars and it's, it's, even by the way, Bolch, I should tell you that bike, you should hear my bike right now. Thank God I had music today. That fucking thing. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't hear it down here. And it got worse as the day went on. How are you going to race tomorrow? Right. See that guy over there with those headphones on? Oh, are you good at mechanicing? He, no, that's Dave Bolch. He, talk about the best. He can do anything. Oh, my drivetrain's making some noise. Let's He'll talk after this. He'll fix yeah. it. Massage. Dave was a swanier on, on no way. the national team, on Saturn, on Postal. Been, been with, we've been together for 20 plus years. Wow. Here's a funny thing. Dave, he tolerated you for 20 plus years? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really easy to work with. He must believe be it or not. special. You, you can have him on your podcast whenever it happens someday, and you can ask him. No, I don't think people want to hear me talk for an hour every week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the deal to my guest. You don't say a lot. I'm going to say everything. That's what you would do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, one time I was in an interview with my husband, and they gave the microphone to my husband, and I just took it away from him in the middle of the interview because he just goes. wasn't getting it right. Wow. <laughs> Um, but Dave, yes, the last thing about Dave is, is and I tell this story, I probably told it on this podcast a bunch, but my kids are so used to Bolch fixing anything that one time my six-year-old dropped her iPad and the screen shattered. Didn't work anymore. And she says, it's, it's okay. Bolch will fix it. <laughs> I'm like, mm. This I, is a little beyond his yeah, ability. Yeah. We took it down to the Apple store. So on one of your blog posts here, you, you talk, and, I, and I, I, wanna, I don't want to throw, I don't want you or me or anybody to throw anybody under the bus, but I, this is interesting to me, and I want to I read a little bit of it, and I want to talk about it. You said, on another note, I'm having some conflicted feelings about this social media slash marketing oneself thing. Obviously, I'm very proud of my race results this summer, and I don't think that's wrong, but I see other people posting over and over and over about a single race win or a trophy or belt buckle earn. It's just interesting to me, the line between marketing yourself and going too far. I'll stop there. We can get into more later. But you see a lot of that. Like, in, in even people, you don't even have to have a trophy or a belt buckle. You just see a lot of, of, of person. I mean, person. people are just sort of creating this thing for themselves. It's, it, it's real. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. We just follow certain people and then we laugh at them because they make a big deal out of nothing. And I like, I don't know, I won Lovo, but you don't want to hear about that for the next 12 months. Yeah. I don't even tell people. Right. But you're, but, but this idea that, that it's, it's, it's almost a production. Because a lot of times it seems like, I'm like, who's producing this shit for these people? Yeah, yeah. When I get a shipment of nutrition and I'm like setting it all up to take a picture, from like, who am I? This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go run my bike. <laughs> I've gotten to be buddies over the, over the, yeah, exactly, over the last couple. But that's, there's, there's something to that as well. But, but I wonder if in 2017 going into 20, we're going to be 2030 before we know it, if that's, that's just the way life is going to be. It's, I've gotten to be friends, somewhat friendly, with this guy on Instagram, Dan Bilzerian, who's, do you know Dan Bilzerian? No, I've okay. never even heard of him. Go look at, so you can check him out later. But Sorry, he, Dan. He's like a, you know, I didn't even know who he was. And then my son was like, dude, dad, do you follow Dan Bilzerian? <laughs> I'm like, Does who? your son talk like no, that? No, I was a bad imitation. I was like, who is Dan Bilzerian? So I go look, and he's got, you know, 20 million followers. The pictures. How do they do it? Just chicks everywhere. He's like the modern-day Hugh Hefner. And then I got to know him because, and he's also a professional poker player. He's got the jet. He blah, blah, blah. Somebody bet him, what was it, Dave? How much was it, a million bucks? Somebody bet him a million dollars that he couldn't ride from Vegas to L.A. in 48 hours? No, 48. My bet was, the one the bet they wanted to make me was less. They bet him a million bucks that he couldn't get from Vegas to L.A., which is only like, it's not That's that. far. In 48 hours. So he took the bet, contact, we got hooked up through Joe Rogan, another podcaster. Um, and so I went out and rode with him and all. So I got to know that. But anyways, he has built this whole thing. Around social media. Yeah, but he just, it's he crazy. grew up, Dan Bilzerian, that's like growing up. Not that it's bad, but that's like growing up like Joey Lewis from Plano East. And now he's... Who's Joey Lewis? I have, no, that, I made it up. It's that, a nobody. It's a nobody. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's kind of cool see in that. some sense. We see sense. it in cycling. It's kind of cool in some sense because people I don't know, they just meet me at races and like, oh, I read your blog. I'm like, what? Why would you do that? It's just, it's crazy. The blog is a very, that's like web 1.0. This, what I'm reading... I know. Right, I'm like 10 years behind. This yeah. is, it's great, it's but, but, but what they do, what the, these kids are doing now is, and it isn't Twitter, Twitter's dead, yep. that's gone. It's, and Facebook is for their old moms, people. old moms, yeah. old people. Um, it's, it's Instagram. And, and, and it, Snapchat. But Snapchat. Because you can send the nudies and they get deleted and mom never sees them. That's what Snapchat's for, you know that, right? You have teenage children. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm at a loss for words. First of all, you gotta be careful first with of that all, crap. What, what is this? Are you, are you, I teach teenagers. Is this another part? You know, you know how many people come on this podcast and tell me that I'm a shitty parent? I don't think you're a shitty parent. I'm just saying, watch out. Cause I eavesdrop on my students. They think I'm not listening, but I'm listening to everything they say. I know what they're doing. You got to watch out for that shit. Bo Jackson, Rahm Emanuel, last week Mondo Cosmo, now you telling me. No, no, I'm not saying you're a bad parent. I'm saying watch out. I know you're not. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just but but it's, it's funny that you're like, you do know that, that that's what it's for. But yeah. maybe that's, yeah. how, I think that's how it started. And I think you could still utilize it that way. But they've created a whole, you know, with the stories and, the, you know, these people are all jamming there. It's, it's, I mean, Kim Kardashian's not sending nudies to some rando. I mean, it's. They're using it as their. How do you know? Well, you're right. You're right. But it's it's <laughs> she their just channel. Hasn't send one to you yet? This is the thing. Hey, Damn. no, you know she hasn't. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm good. I'm good. I like blondes. <laughs> I like blondes. Okay, okay. The whole world knows that. But I, that's the thing I love about like us having this conversation. We're this is the the uh, I forgot to mute. We're we're the. We're the NBC or the ABC or the CBS, a podcast, this, this, this tour podcast we did this summer or Insta or Snap. They're, those are our channels now. And we're the producers, we're the actors, we're the directors. We own the content. It's pretty rad. Yeah. I think, I think you should. We're not even talking about bikes right now. Well, we, we started because we we're talking about these people that use bikes in those channels to create a certain level of stardom. And you see it. 
Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's we, cool because you get to follow all these cool people that you never would have heard about before. Do you follow Wattage Cottage? No, but I should. That's rad. So she's from Austin, and she's a buddy of ours. And she, she's Allison is her name. She's, she's a good cyclist. But she, if you saw the amount of followers she has, the amount of product placement she gets, the, the production of the photos, which she does by herself somehow, I mean, you'd think this this chick has won the Tour de France a couple times. Like it's that's cool. And she's made she's made this thing. She's doing branded uh, branded product tees, jerseys, all this. It's like, boom. I don't is know. That, is that a Bob Rollism or a Dave Tollism? Wattage Cottage. I've heard that. I don't know where she from got a it. race announcer. I don't know. I'll ask her. I'll ask her where she got it. Do you but, know that guy, Dave Toll? He's I do. pretty cool. He's my favorite. He said a guy had the power-to-weight ratio of a cocktail napkin with an outboard motor once. That may be the best thing he's ever said. That's, that's good. That's pretty good. That's good. The pack is strung out like a runway model. That's good, too. That's so funny. <laughs> but his, I li- I li- I keep going. That's all I remember. One and time I met him in an elevator. Not that you've ever been to a strip club. Way back in the day, <laughs> I'd been to a couple. But his vo- he has the same voice of the dude. At the strip club. That's why he's so good at announcing. That's In fact, it. he might have come from That's that. <laughs> Do they announce at a strip club? And now she's taking. Oh wait. No, no, no. Maybe they, just, they announce when they this. they announce when they come out. Oh. Like you know, this is destiny. Yeah, destiny from <laughs> from uh, <laughs> destiny Spiel. from Plano, Texas. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget to tip your waitresses and hostesses. <laughs> and then boom, straight into some Motley Crue, straight into some. Yeah. But he never, they never say strung out like a runway model. No, they do not. Because <laughs> they probably are. No. <laughs> what do you think? I love, I'm, I'm about to transition from talking about strip clubs to women's cycling. Maybe I should find something in the middle that we talk about. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's a perfect transition. Yeah, that's what, where we're all going after this anyway. Where? Not, not here. Not in Aspen, you're not. <laughs> there aren't any? Mm-mm, no oh, strip damn. clubs here. Back in the day, Aspen had a wilder aspect. Uh, movement slash whatever back in the day, and they had one, but they they don't anymore. Wow! Thank God. <laughs> um, where 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 are we with women cycling? I I I try to read is there's a I, I can't figure out what's going on with with the the athletes, the teams, the governing bodies, the sponsors. The coverage, the events. It, it, well, it, I can't figure that shit out either. Okay, okay. But good. I just know that, like, on the social media note, women's cycling's freaking killing it. Yep. And I don't watch men's cycling. I just watch women's cycling because it's way more exciting. Mm. But also because there's so many Americans who are slaying out there, like Corinne Rivera. She lives where I live. Right. She's killing it. She and won then, a stage in the in the Giro. Yeah. Almost, yeah, she's won like no, three. No, she won Flanders. She won the Tour of Flanders. Yeah, first American ever. She's won like three Women's World Tour races. And like last year, Megan Garnier won the Women's World Tour. So all these American women are killing it. Yep. So it's pretty exciting, women cycling. And Kate, you mentioned Kate Courtney in this one. Uh, oh, yeah, block. she's so cool. I, fo- I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, she's, I was pretending to be her when I was riding today. She's easy to look. I was like, and she's like a Stanford <laughs> grad. And like. One time she beat me in a race and she was like 15. Yeah. Yeah, that was like five years ago or six years ago. I did this race called the Downeyville Classic, and I got beat by a 15-year-old, and it was just humiliating. It was her. Then I found out it was her, and I was like, okay, not a big deal. It's Kate Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> but is it is, – is, is, and, I, and I don't want to pick on the UCI, UCI, although I love to pick on them, and for the listener at home. Who doesn't? The UC, yeah, the UCI is the international governing body of the International Cycling Union, so they run the sport. They are the NFL – for lack of a better phrase, than than uh, for our sport of cycling. So, is it lip service or are they truly doing something for women's cycling? Oh, I have no idea. I don't pay attention to that at all. Bad because answer. bad answer. Well, I know it's a you're, bad you're, answer. You're but smart. Like, you got to Okay, tell us here's what happened. First, I raced World Cups and I was having such a great time and I was getting all these UCI points. And then I decided, heck, with cross country, and I started racing endurance. And then they're not UCI races, so I don't pay attention to the UCI. Right. That's the reason. That's yeah. the, that's why. But actually, mountain biking is way. I don't know if the UCI is doing this, but mountain biking is way better than road racing because I've never been in a race where the women got paid less than the men. Hmm. 
And well, actually, I've never been in a mountain bike race where right. I did the San Dimas stage race one year, and the women's purse is like two hundred dollars, and the men's is like ten thousand dollars. That's exaggeration, yeah, by they, a long shot. But they, still, I was like getting ready for the time trial, and I someone showed me the payout, and I was like, "Why am I even doing this? This is embarrassing. Like, why am I going to put myself through this?" Yeah, but that's not a UCI race either. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, I just wonder, because I, I, I always, uh, I love tennis, so I grew up following tennis, and and when I was following tennis twenty years ago, when I, you know, the peak of American supremacy in, t in the tennis world you just you know the, the women's tennis was now it's it's it, they're on par with these with these yeah, athletes and the stories it. and the coverage and it's like somehow and i don't have any answers ever i'm just saying it, it well back up obviously the sport is struggles for exposure anyways so whatever the men can get they're like cool all right i guess that's good enough and then the women either get nothing or get very little yeah, well, that's true. And then I think the cool thing about how that, I mean, it's not cool that the women don't get very much, but what happens is that all the women, like, go to college and they have a job on the side like me, and then they're working real hard, and then you have all these people who are so well-rounded and they're still killing it out there. So obviously the women should get paid the same as much as the men, but I think that that's, like, such an interesting dynamic of women's racing is that you have, like, women out there racing the women's world tour races who have degrees in biology and all these, I don't know, smart things. They're not right. algebra teachers. They're yeah. way smarter than me. And But then they're racing their bike in the women's world tour in Europe, and yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, well, like your girl, Kate Courtney, even, even Allison. She went to Stanford. She's right. so smart. Yeah, Allison Tetrick, she's like a she's microbiologist. Like a microbiologist. She told me that one day. I was like, wait, you're what? Like, I, I don't even know what, like, started, what's micro? I got micro, and like, I don't even know what that a is. tiny biologist. Right, I could yeah, right. <laughs> like that's crazy she's not tiny she's tall yeah yeah that's a lie yeah isn't that so cool so like yeah we should pay the women the same amount as the men but i think that that's a cool thing that no one really realizes that women are all kick-ass smart educated hear that kids stay in school and they're amazing athletes yeah uh-huh yeah. yeah yeah but yeah i don't know what's going on with the uci at one point didn't they have a rule that like the average age of a women's team had to be 25 why why is that i don't i don't know i didn't know that rule so, that yeah, like was said, a rule I'm, that was a thing i'm not making that up it may still be a rule hmm. which is crazy because women don't peak till they're like 40. i just it's it's topical right now because we have this election at the uci to, for the for the uh, presidency of the uci so brian cookson's term is up and he's running against david laparchamp but one of the main pillars and points of his re-election campaign is all that he's done for women's cycling so he talks has he really done that much women's that cycling? was my question to you you're a woman i'm a dude i don't even know though so his here's his here's his his campaign uh you know stump speech it's look at all i've done for anti-doping which okay maybe i could talk i about get that. tested a lot oh, okay good so i guess he's done a lot good and then secondly <laughs> you think you know, I'm on all drugs? that i've done for uh, no, and then all I've done to steady the ship, you know, post me, and then all that I've done for women's cycling. What has he done for women's cycling? That's my question. Okay, don't vote for him, people. Who's voting? No, the 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 the, better, the other federations. Oh, the vote. other white dudes vote for him. <laughs> well, there may be Dang. some like you know, non-white dudes. Yeah, there are probably some non-whites. Well, a lot of dudes. Yeah. So the other dudes are like, yeah, women's cycling's come a long way. Look at them; they're racing their bikes. No, he hasn't done much. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say he hasn't done much. Uh-oh. There's still a lot of inequity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, but his defense, and I don't ever defend him, I don't, I don't think you can, <laughs> I don't, I think the sport struggles enough so you can't get equity in four years. And I mean, it's not just quality, his job. I should say. You yeah. You get equity. It's on all of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That, yeah. And they do have a women's world tour now. That's not a, that's, that's a new thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, just a couple years old. Last year was the first year. Hey, maybe he did that. Maybe he has done something. Your girl, Rivera, Rivera, you know. Yeah, she, Corinne. Yeah. yeah. The fact that I watched her, here I find myself supporting his stump speech, but the fact that I watched her sprint in the Tour of Flanders, like, I never, a year ago, 10 years, I, I wouldn't have known where to find, maybe, maybe media is more accessible now and social media, but, I watched her win the Tour of Flanders. 
Yeah, well, I mean, look, people, hot chicks in spandex riding their bikes around. Why wouldn't you want to watch that? I would. I don't like any. I don't like any of that. Oh yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you want to watch that? We should be putting that on TV. No one wants to see dudes in spandex. That's just weird. <laughs> With like skinny legs. I, I don't want to see veins them. popping out. I don't want to see them. Hot chicks in spandex. Yeah, bring it on. What else do we have to talk about? What do you, what do you, what do you, anything on your mind before we get out of here and you go, car, you got to go carbo load for the 50 tomorrow. Oh, I know. And Pam's making a salad. That's not carbohydrates, is it? Is carbo she? load. This race is half as long as the races I've been doing. Homegirl. I'm really scared. It's not going to be enough. That's my biggest concern. Well, two weekends ago, I did the Park City point to point. That was 75 miles. And I felt like I needed to ride 25 more miles. <laughs> okay. So what are we missing here? <laughs> Um, have you ever ridden a felt bicycle? I've never ridden a felt bike. Oh my God. Are you serious? I rode one bike manufacturer for the majority of my life, it seems like. And then since then, I've just ridden stuff that we sell at our shop. Yeah, I we know. We got to get you on a felt just once, just for, just to see how it feels. Okay. Yeah. Just, just, okay. just a government trail rip. Maybe you could ride my bike tomorrow. Want to swap? <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm good with the bike. I like my bike I have. Oh, but you might like my bike more. We'll see. Okay. Okay, what else? Well, I had other questions, but I forgot. Oh, well, you know, I did have a math joke. It's okay. not really a joke. But you're like the lifelong hero of my my lifelong hero, Phil Mooney. And so by the transitive property of Wait, lifelong... Wait, who's Phil Mooney? Oh, well, he's just a rad dude in San Rafael. He he manages a, a continental pro team, Mark Pro Strava. Yeah, he's pretty cool. But you're like his lifelong hero, and he's my lifelong hero. So by the transitive property of lifelong heroes, you know what that means. Best day, be, I'm the best dude ever. <laughs> right? Besides my husband. <laughs> Good job, Brendan. But what about, does he, I think I raced with one of his kids at this gravel race up in. Probably. Because he had, who's the main sponsor? Mark Pro and Strava. I saw because this guy had Strava, and they're from Northern yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. They used to be like wild cherries. They may have had some pistachios in there. They're into food. What? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm, we'll tell him thank you. Okay, yeah. He's pretty cool. Wait, there was another question I had. Oh, well, I've thought about you a lot throughout my life because you know you how you named that book. It's not about the bike. Well, that's pissed me off every day of my life because when I started racing road bikes in college, I was on a really heavy aluminum bike, and then I picked up my husband's bike, he was my boyfriend, and put it on top of the car and realized his bike weighed a lot less than mine. It really upset me. Right. Because then I realized he was cheating. Right. Because yeah. it wasn't it was a level a, playing field. It was about the bike. Right. But uh -huh. back then, all the bikes weighed the same. All the fuel was the same. All the nasty stuff was the same. Okay. So All right. Maybe about, back then. It wasn't about. Yeah, you know, it's better back now. Then. It's better. It's, it's, yeah. so it's totally. It just it's, keeps getting better. <laughs> so what's your favorite part of the course? Uh, my favorite part of the 50 tomorrow. Uh, when you get. Let me think about this. Uh, a couple things. One, this is in the first half of the race. So you'll it'll be. I haven't ridden it yet. I know. You haven't done that yet. So you'll do. You'll do Smuggler. You'll come across Iowa Shaft, uh, Mine Shaft. You'll go down Hunter Creek Valley, Hummingbird. Then you'll get up to Van Horn Park, and you'll do Hobbit Trail in reverse. Nobody does Hobbit in reverse. It's super steep. I heard it's real hard. Yeah, very hard. But when you go down Hobbit that direction, it is, you're going to want to turn around and go do it again. It is that great. It's oh, tacky. It's in the trees. It's your way up there. And then once you get down the the descent to Lenado, which is an old kind of ghost town up in the middle of nowhere. As you start heading down a road, you know, there's about 10 miles of road there. You pass Hunter Thompson's farm. So you'll, he's, he'll be on your right. I should probably tell everybody what, what mile mark. What? Yeah. So that's where he lived for a long, long time, and that's where he took his own life, and that's where his widow still lives. No uh, Anita Thompson, she's still, and you'll, uh, it's right there on your right. So that's that little section there, I just, you know, for a lot of reasons, I love it. Oh, man, I'm so stoked. Yeah. Okay, I had another question. Oh, What's your favorite mountain bike trail you've ever ridden? Uh, come on. Mountain bike trail. I'm making I, it easy. I'm not I, saying what's the favorite I, I've place. I've only really ridden around here. I don't, I don't travel around. Well, ride. this is pretty great. This is pretty great. This is pretty great. I think this is, we'll, I'll say this, and, and I'll let you go eat your salad with Pam. But 
the the job <laughs> and this is this is actually a true true story so the beneficiary of of the 50 is the Roaring Fort Mountain Bike Association. So they manage the whole master plan for this valley. Yeah, they do a great job. They do an amazing job. And the valley isn't just Aspen. The valley is Aspen, Basalt, Carbondale, Glenwood. It's, it's a long valley. So they have to oversee hundreds of miles of, of trail builds, trail maintenance, trail design, trail thought. And, um, you know, they've done an amazing job. And they bought a parcel, or the county bought a parcel of land behind the airport years ago and they built it out um it's called sky mountain park and it is it's some of the finest we did sky mountain park last, last year, year and yeah. we can't do it this year for whatever for why are like of, elk breeding or something no just because it was a, last year was a free event this oh. year's not free well it's free for you yeah hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, so they don't allow commercial events in sky mountain park but it's oh. just you see when a when a community hires great people to come in and create a plan and build the trails properly those trails over there shit. oh so that's your favorite trails ever yeah these ones around here they've done and this group out of arkansas progressive trail group that builds all these trails wait the arkansas people are those like the the walmart people who are building the trails well they that's the, a it's a little complicated but they that yes they the the, the the waltons and the grandsons Stuart and tom are great supporters of the Roaring Fork Mountain Bike Association. They have houses here and they're kick-ass riders. Yeah, they're um, killing it. Yeah, they're killing it. And they just bought Rafa. Uh, they're totally rebranding and redeveloping Northwest Arkansas, making it just super A destination. Awesome. Total destination. So they've been, you know, if you, if, you, if you had to ask me, I mean, they've really been uh, very special for this valley. They, they not only do they have the, the trail group that they support but they've funded a lot of this stuff so hats off to them yeah 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 that's what we get to enjoy tomorrow i know it's so exciting and if no one has even thought about doing this race you need to come do it you haven't done it yet it's pretty much the best trails and i did a, some and of the trails in a kick-ass after party yeah well that i don't get to go to maybe we should move the race to a saturday well you can come over and pregame before you take your flight and then teach on monday oh man it's uh, gonna be rough wow, i didn't know you had a small engine it's <laughs> it's tiny. I got to wake up 5 a.m. on Monday. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a late start. It'll be fine. All right. Yeah. Larissa, thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. This fun. is good, the best day of good, my life. Best day ever. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be better, but today can be the best day. Beat the tomorrow. boys tomorrow. I'm going to try. I'll get TJ a little messed up tonight. Get him drunk. Keep, and you have to beat the boys. Don't put this online until after tomorrow. Because no, then no, he'll no, know no. our strategy. No, they won't hear it. Don't worry. Okay, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, get him hey, drunk. Thanks, homegirl. Okay. Thanks, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs>